Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, and welcome to another edition of Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. I'm Mark Zirianis. I'm your host. I'm a third Don Black Belt, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life Magazine. I hope you've enjoyed our program for the first year. We are now into our second year, hitting, hitting the ground running, and uh, we have had some tremendous feedback and tremendous growth. I wanted to let everybody know that we are on every major podcast platform. You can find us anywhere you can consume podcasts, whether that be on our website, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher. We have uh, really experienced a tremendous amount of growth over the course of the last year. Our feedbacks have been great. We hope that you will continue to like and subscribe this program rather than just viewing it piecemeal. And more importantly, I would hope that you would send us some feedback on our programs, what you'd like to see, what you don't want to see, um, and any comments or questions that you may have regarding things that we've done to date. I try to mix in a blend of interview programs, programs about the magazine, and programs that are informational. Earlier this year, we did the Talking Taiguk episode, and that episode really met with tremendous feedback. People said they wanted more of that type of informational programming, um, something a little uh, different, something that they could learn from. Uh, there's many things that we take for granted in Taekwondo uh, that people understand, but quite frankly, many of them don't. They come into the dojang, they perform the curriculum, but they don't really understand necessarily all of the terminology and, and all of the history. Today's program is a program that is devoted to just such a topic. Today we will be talking about the Kukiwan, or Kukiwan as it is known. Some of you know it as World Taekwondo Headquarters, but it will be the subject of today's episode. And as I said, I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd also love to hear from you uh, any experiences that you had at the Kukiwan. If somebody wanted to send a some thoughts about their what they experienced at the Kukiwan or some photographs, we'd be happy to consider them for our program. Thank you. And enjoy the show. Today we will be talking about the Kukiwan, or Kukiwan, as it is known, for... Many of our listeners who are Taekwondo practitioners or martial arts practitioners outside of the purview of the Kukiwan, you may not have a great understanding of what the Kukiwan is. You may have heard the name. You may have heard it used in seeing the flag or heard it in the Olympics, but may not fully understand it. And for folks like myself that are certified by the Kukiwan and practice a style of Taekwondo whose lineage passes through the Kukiwan, you may have heard the name, you may see the flag in your dojang, but you may not fully understand what the Kukiwan is, what its purpose is, what its history is. And I think that it's important for all students of martial arts to get a little bit of an understanding of these types of, of things. So therefore, today's program, we're going to talk about the Kukiwan. Now, the Kukiwan is the World Taekwondo Headquarters. That's what it's known known as. 
It is located in Seoul, South Korea, and it was established and run by the South Korean government. It is supervised today by the International Sports Division of the Ministry of Culture, Sports, and Tourism in Korea. So it is an organization, but it is also a building in Seoul, South Korea. Now, as Korea, South Korea was coming out of post-World War II and the Korean War and attempting to unify the various Kwans, ultimately the nine Kwans, into something that was not loosely associated or competing Kwans in Korea. There was the foresight of the founding fathers of modern Taekwondo to commence and to join the Kwans under one flag and form a systemized version of what we call today's Taekwondo. As part and parcel of that, under the leadership of Dr. Un Young Kim, who we have covered, who actually was memorialized in his passing on the cover of one of our issues of Taekwondo Life magazine um, in our first year. Under his leadership and the leadership of the Taekwondo forefathers, the Korean Taekwondo Association established a groundbreaking facility in 1971, which was completed in 1972, and it became a athletic structure, a main building that accommodates 3,000 people for sporting events, a building that was symbolic for uh, its look and its appearance, one that would be the, the home of Taekwondo around the world, the center of Taekwondo around the world, and would house among the offices for the standardization committee of the Kukiwan, a museum and a cultural center that would expose Taekwondo visitors and practitioners to the history of Taekwondo. Dr. Young Kim, as I said, was the first president of the Kukiwan, and he and the Korean Taekwondo Association were responsible for hosting the first ever World Taekwondo Championships in the Kukiwan facility. That, that championships had 200 Taekwondo competitors from 17 countries in attendance and was groundbreaking. As we know later on, the 1993 World Taekwondo Championships would be held in New York at Madison Square Garden, organized by the late Grandmaster Hyun Hee Park and his brother Hyun Won Park and other important Taekwondo masters and would lead the way to Olympic recognition, full Olympic recognition as, as a medal sport from the International Olympic Committee. There have been numerous leaders since the resignation of Dr. An Young Kim and his, his subsequent death. The current president is Grandmaster Choi Young Rule, who took over as the president of the Kukiwan in October of 2019. In reading and doing my research for this article, I came upon a uh, great article by Chief Master Darwin Eisenhart, um, Taekwondo 7th Don from the United States Chungdaekwon Association. And in talking about the history of the Kukiwan uh, and talking about Dr. Anyang Kim, I think he, he had some really uh, thoughtful and insightful understanding of uh, what it is that was going on. And I'm going to read you from his article entitled, Understanding the Kukiwan, the WTF, and the ITF. The Korean government continued to promote Taekwondo as a national martial art of Korea 
and sought to use its popularity in sports to gain access to the Olympic Games, which would boost Korea's economy and image worldwide. To this end, Korea began the development of the Kukiwon, or National Academy, under the leadership and efforts of Dr. Anyong Kim. The Kukiwon was completed in November of 72 and named in February of 1973. This, I think, uh, rightfully so, correctly understands and properly states the value and the mission of the Kukiwon. So to sum up where we are at the moment, we're looking at a history, a history of an attempt to do two things. One was to unify the various Taekwondo Kwans. I always hear nine Kwans. There were five, obviously, main Kwans. The Kukiwan on their website lists 10 separate Kwans. But regardless, the idea was to unify the Kwans of Taekwondo for a unified system of Taekwondo. And then the second, so that's inward facing for Korea. And the outward facing part of it is to gain recognition for the importance of Taekwondo as a symbol and intrinsic to the character of Korea for the purposes of globalization and international recognition of the art, of the sport, and of Korea itself. And to that end, they've done a phenomenal job. In 1973, they organized the World Taekwondo Federation, which was part and parcel of the World Taekwondo Championships. That organization, now known as the WT, is instrumental in the sport movement and in the Olympic movement uh, for allowing people to qualify and to train and get ready for uh, Olympic-level competition all over the world. However, it is sometimes used interchangeably with Kukiwan, and it is sometimes misunderstood to be the same thing as the Kukiwan. It is not. The WT, the World Taekwondo, the World Taekwondo Federation, is a completely separate organization under the Kukiwan. It has its own leadership. It has its own set of uh, bylaws, its own set of organizational. However, it is essentially a misnomer. We hear, in fact, I've been guilty of this, we hear people in the practice of Taekwondo ask the question, what is your style? Are you an ITF, International Taekwondo Federation practitioner, or are you a WT or WTF practitioner? This is actually not correct. It's not a proper thing for people to say. The WT doesn't really govern anything about Taekwondo internationally. The real precise way for us to speak and to be accurate is, are you an ITF practitioner? Are you an ATA practitioner? Or are you a Kukiwan-centered practitioner? It is the Kukiwan that issues the certification for the ranks internationally. It is the Kukiwan that establishes the curriculum, the Pumse, and the guidelines for Taekwondo practitioners under its umbrella throughout the world. It is the Kukiwan that administers the testing of high-level masters and grandmasters, not the WT. So therefore, while they are thought to be somewhat interchangeable, they are not in any way the, sh the, the same thing. WT is related to sport and competition only. No nothing to do with belt certification, nothing to do with advancement, nothing to do with curriculum. None of that is under the umbrella of World Taekwondo or the World Taekwondo Federation. So that's a very, very important distinction and something that I think that many people are unaware of. The WT or the World Taekwondo Federation is part and parcel of 
the ongoing effort of the Kukiwan to expand the role and the influence of Taekwondo around the world, but it's certainly not the only one. The Kukiwan has its international demonstration team, which it is high, high level, and which it dispatches around the world for people to get an opportunity to see really what the best of the best in Taekwondo demonstrations can be. They have their World Taekwondo uh, Hanmadang every year, which has been uh, a, an extremely important event, which brings practitioners from all over the world to Korea. In 1983, they established the World Taekwondo Academy, which invites trainees who are looking to become masters to come to Korea and some remotely and to be able to train as part and parcel of a true rigorous program under Kukiwan standards to be able to be someone who can perpetuate Taekwondo in a traditional and authentic style. In 2006, the Kukiwan opened its Research Institute of Taekwondo, which aims at strengthening the academic foundations of Taekwondo by conducting research on the history and the spirit of Taekwondo and developing, you know, Pumsei and activating the dojang, it's part and parcel of keeping the, the research preserved into the history of Taekwondo. In addition to that, the Kukiwan has a program on a yearly basis. They dispatch a certain number of masters to countries all over the world to help to support Kukiwan schools, to support the practice of Taekwondo, to support the unification, and to make certain that Taekwondo is practiced essentially for all intents and purposes as you travel the world to a Kukiwan school, a school that, that bears the flag, the Kukiwan flag, the most recent flag, which is very, very similar to the yin-yang or the umyun symbol, but has the gold on top and the blue on the bottom with Kukiwan, that if you're under the umbrella of the Kukiwan, that there's a standardization to your curriculum, a standardization to your pumse practice, a standardization to, to many of the uh, traditional things that are done in your, in your dojang. And the Kukiwan is, is instrumental at setting the uh, tone and setting the tenor for that standardization throughout the world. In talking about the Kukiwan symbol, it has changed several times over the years to the one that I have mentioned. There were previously two other symbols that were very similar, one that had started around the 70s. That one had changed slightly in 2000, just simply that it became more colorful, but was basically the same. And then the current version, which is probably less than 10, maybe it's about 10 years old. In reading up on it, in terms of trying to find out exactly what it symbolizes, I had referenced earlier that it looks very much like the symbol of the Korean flag. It talks about the fact that it is, it focuses on the symbol of the power and up and coming nature in the future by consolidating the foundation for peace and promoting friendship among human beings through Taekwondo. It is supposed to symbolize sky, ground, and people. There are three representations in the flag. I don't personally, without a better explanation, see it. I don't fully understand it. I accept it because it's written, but I would love to see it broken down visually for me because I don't fully understand exactly what that is. In understanding the value of the standardization and the curriculum, I would ask you if you have not had the opportunity to listen to our previous interview with Grandmaster Sung Kim, Sung Si Kim. 
He talked extensively about he is, as many of you know, the youngest Grand Master in the history of the United States. He visited the Kukiwan last year. He tested under the Kukiwan standards at the Kukiwan facility. And of course, he passed. He was one of the few during his test that passed and became a Eithan. Now, I wanted to also talk for a moment about Taekwondo 1. There is some confusion again in modern practitioners as to whether or not Taekwondo 1 has taken the place of the Kukiwan. Is Taekwondo 1 the same thing as the Kukiwan? And the answer to those questions are both no at this point. It is possible, I have heard some talk, that the Kukiwan may end up moving its headquarters to the physical grounds of Taekwondo 1, but that has not happened as of yet. Taekwondo 1 is essentially a park. It's essentially a retreat. It is essentially a place for the perpetuation of Taekwondo located in Muju. It's about three hours, from what I understand, from Seoul, from the, 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 the hustle and bustle of Seoul and the Kukiwan. So they're not that close, but they're not that far. And it's unlike the Kukiwan, which is a relatively small setting because it's in an urban setting, the Taekwondo 1 is about 3,300 square kilometers. Um, there are numerous facilities there, theaters there, museums there, restaurants, training facilities, dormitories, administration buildings. Um, it is, and my understanding, and I haven't had the chance to visit either of them, but that it is in fact a, a really gorgeous and serene facility. It's a great place to go and visit. It's a great place to go and train. Uh, it's a great place to learn about Taekwondo, but it is not the Kukiwan. It is not the certification body. It is not uh, the place where curriculum at this point will be established. That is still under the purview of the Kukiwan. To further elaborate on a point that we made earlier, it is it was true for a very, very short period of time uh, in the 1970s that the World Taekwondo Federation began to issue its own Dan certificates and its own Don cards, which were intended to have the equivalent value and accreditation to the Kukiwan. But it was very, very short-lived. It is now the case that to compete in high-level world Taekwondo events, one must have a Don certificate, a black belt certificate that was issued by the Kukiwan. Now, this was true prior to 19, uh, 2014 for the Olympics. The only valid black belt that would be accepted was a Don certificate that was issued by the Kukiwan. Now, in 2014, August of 2014, there was something called the Protocol of Accord. That Protocol of Accord was signed between the ITF, the organization that is based out of uh, London. Well, it's based in, in numerous places, but uh, this Austri Austrian, London, I believe Toronto. But there was an agreement between the ITF and the WT that would allow for the purposes of Olympic competition, ITF certified black belts, as well as Kukiwan first Don certified or uh, Don certified black belts to compete in the Olympic Games. So just for the purposes of expanding the eligibility of 
practitioners. But from the standpoint of the Kukiwan and from the standpoint of the WT, it didn't change anything. It simply allowed and incorporated the much smaller and much more regionalized ITF strand of Taekwondo to compete and allow their high-level practitioners to not have to be prohibited from competing in the International Olympic Games by virtue of the fact that they didn't have a Kukiwan-issued Don certificate. An interesting fact about the Kukiwan as a facility is that those of you that live in the United States know that the president resides in a building commonly known as the White House. Well, in Korea, the presidential executive offices and residences are known as the Blue House. And that is signified by the specific Korean-style blue tiles which cover the buildings of the presidential offices and residence. Well, the Kukiwan, one of its defining features at the time that it was built, is that it is covered in the same type of roofing, very, very distinct. It's a three-story building in height, but visible from far away in Seoul and visible and known that if you're not certain as to which building is in fact the Kukiwan, it is, unless you're looking at the presidential uh, building, you are looking at the building with the blue Korean tiles. Sort of a fun, interesting fact for people who have not had the opportunity, like myself, to visit the Kukiwan. I hope this uh, short breakdown discussion of what the Kukiwan is, what it symbolizes, what it is distinct from has been helpful to you if you are a practitioner that was maybe unclear and maybe a little bit embarrassed to ask or or unsure or um, confused. Uh, In conclusion, I wanted to read you from my Don certificate, my third Don certificate, which was issued in July of 2018. It has a number. That number can be accessed in the Kukiwan's website. You can access someone's certification. It has my nationality, which it it lists as American, my name, my date of birth. It has uh, the number of my Don, which is three. It says World Taekwondo Headquarters in English. It says a number of things in Korean, which I assume are the same because I cannot read them. The above-named person has successfully completed the Kukiwan's third Don Taekwondo promotion test, 28 July. It is stamped. It has a seal and it has the signature of the president of the Kukiwan. And that has framed and hangs on my wall, as I'm sure it does for many other folks. As well as that, there is an issued Don card, which has my name on it. It has my my number um, and is a form of identification. Um, that is universally accepted around the world for the purposes of Taekwondo. This is significant. This is important. This is part of our standardization. This third Don certificate, this third Don card that I have, or first Don card as the case may be, or your Poom certificate, they are elements of the fact that you have achieved success in a curriculum that has been implemented and been constructed by the Kukiwan. Now, for me, I test in a dojang. That dojang is a local dojang, and the curriculum is broader than the Kukiwan curriculum. There is 
a measure of ability in the on the part of the additional local dojangs to create their own curriculum and that's fine there's the ability for there to be various elements of the of the curriculum however the part of the curriculum that involves testing for your next on that all originates from the guidelines of the kukiwan so if you are taking a test in your dojang if you were to travel if you were to go and move and you were to go to another kukiwan certified dojang and you understand the curriculum and you are proficient in it you should be equally able to test for your next belt or don level even though you don't necessarily have been at that you have not necessarily been at that school for a significant period of time that is the beauty and the universality of taekwondo that is part and partial why taekwondo is so such a wonderful way to connect with people around the world uh, practiced in 192 countries and again, were you to walk into any Kukiwan certified school anywhere in the world, you should be able to some degree, whether you speak the language or not, to recognize the curriculum. So I look forward to your questions. I look forward to your comments. I'd love to see photos or hear about your visit to the Kukiwan. And if you haven't had a chance to visit the Kukiwan or Taekwondo One or World Taekwondo Headquarters or ITF Headquarters, if you plan on doing that, We'd love for you to be a correspondent for us. Send us photos, write an article, and we look forward to that. So I thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you're living your best Taekwondo life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.